Welcome to episode 120 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we continue our Hitman 2 series with part four, Chasing a Ghost. Let's go to Mumbai. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you'll love him. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a very great map and mission and challenge. Let's pew-pew in Mumbai with my second friend. His name is Momotati. This is probably one of my favorite levels uh, I've played in yes. in a while. Like in Yeah. It's so different, and we're going to mm. talk about that um, as we chase a ghost in the Mumbai level of Hitman 2. Now, if you've if you've not heard any of our other Hitman 2 coverage, make sure that you look through the feed and watch and listen to the first three parts before you jump into this one. Uh, but gentlemen, we'll do what we always do. Share our scores. Lowest score explains their playthrough first. Is that cool? Cool. Let's do it. All right, so you've sent me your screenshots. And unsurprisingly, in third place is your boy uh, with a score of 52,185. One star, and it took me one hour and four minutes to play through. I am very proud of this, though. I did not save Scrub a single Ooh. time. Wow. Okay. Can that you send me your score? I want to see, see it, because like 50,000 is pretty good. You didn't lose everything, so some, maybe some bodies were hidden. Uh, yeah, um, I was Follow spotted. Basically, it was like I killed an on-target by accident, but uh -oh. I had no recordings. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that in second place... Um, y'all were very, very close. Y'all were in within 2,000 points of each other. Wow. Get out of here. Holy yeah. Get out of here. What was, what, I sent like a breakdown of like every, the reason why I got my score was I want to know once you tell us like what the actual reason was. Like, uh, extra you wanted, I can tell you what the reason is. Mm. Time. Mm. One of you did it faster than the other. Wow. In second place... With 152,931, five stars, Silent Assassin, is Mo. Woo! Good job, You did Mike. it in 46 minutes and 48 seconds. Mike got a score of 154,956. He did it in 37 minutes and 41 wow, seconds. nice stuff. Yeah. That's like primo saves coming. I okay, kind of was okay. a little hesitant with Mike. <laughs> I saved, I saved Scum on three occasions when I felt the game was unfair, but before... I start explaining my game, my, my playthrough. Uh, Jacob, I want to hear how how your your playthrough went. Yeah. Yes. So I think generally, like I, I just want to set the scene first and say we we talked about how cool this level is. I think the cool part of it is how like tight it is and how many people are in this level. Yes, it yeah. feels alive. Yeah. And then there's new mechanics too. I'm sure we'll get into it when we go through your uh, playthrough, Jacob, and maybe my Samayan and Mike's. But there's a few new like elements that they added where it's not the usually the typical like avoid the bad guys who are watching you. Now almost there's specific people who are always watching you and looking for anything suspicious. It's like an extra level of difficulty. I find. Yeah, um, I think a, a good this is a good point to uh, let people listen to the briefing on this level, and then we can kind of set the scene and talk about the characters that we have to kill. Good evening, forty seven. The militia has released a hostage tape, outing the existence of Providence to the world. This was a fatal mistake, and our analysts are tracing its origin as we speak. In the meantime, we have a lead on Lucas Gray's top lieutenant. Turns out the Delgado cartel's counterfeiting unit was creating fake IDs for the militia, and one operative in particular stands out, Wazir Kale, an infamous South China sea pirate, better known by his nom de guerre, the Maelstrom. 
The Maelstrom and his cutthroat band of outlaws were the scourge of the shipping industry in the post-recession years. But his reign of terror came to an end with the disastrous 2014 hijacking of the supertanker, Francis King. Chinese elite forces stormed the ship, resulting in the deaths of a dozen sailors and most of the Maelstrom's crew. But Carle slipped away unseen. The Maelstrom's connection to Grey is unknown, but we believe it was he who carried out the audacious killing of a Providence CEO in Shanghai, along with two reactivated members of his old pirate gang, Vanya Shaw, a shady figure in Mumbai's criminal underworld, and Darwood Rangan, the gang's old cashier turned dodgy movie producer. Shaw, Rangan, and the Maelstrom form Lucas Gray's Eastern Cell. They are a crack strike team, and stopping them is our client's most pressing concern. Unfortunately, the elusive Maelstrom appears to have vanished into the seedy underbelly of Mumbai, the cradle of his criminal legend, and no one knows his whereabouts or what he currently looks like. So, a bandit queen, a showbiz charlatan, and one certifiable ghost. I shall leave you to prepare. Okay, so there are three targets again that we have to kill, but the really interesting part of this one is you only can identify two of them. And the third one, the Maelstrom, is kind of a, a mystery. So in addition to killing two targets in this level, you also have to discover a target and then kill him in the street. Yeah. Is that what you were referring to, Mo, as being like a cool different thing here? Yeah, th that um, that's definitely one because I didn't even think it was going to be a person because it kind of comes up as like you have two targets when you start the game and then you have objectives now, like tasks to complete. And for me, I was nervous because I... During one like part of my playthrough, I I got uh, one target and the other one I had my like method like figured out. But then I was like, am I gonna like finish this level by killing the second target and then lose the opportunity to get more points? So like once I kind of did the couple objectives, like oh no no no, it's a third person because it's not explicitly told to you before the game. Before the game, it's like hey, there's two targets and then something fishy is going on and you discover that third one. Um, but yeah, that's that was one of the few things I felt was changed. Yeah, and just to kind of set the scene for, for everyone, uh, Vania Shaw, um, Dawood Rangan, and the Maelstrom are your targets. Um, one is kind of a, a criminal-turned-movie director. Uh, the second is just someone who is a, a criminal who hangs out by the uh, train station. And then the Maelstrom, obviously, is someone who's incredibly shady who you have to find. And the thing that connects them all is that they all worked with the Maelstrom when they were much younger in a gang. Um, and so they, they know each other, one being the queen of the slums, the other being the king of Bollywood. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they, they, they end up having some fun together. So let me tell you a little bit about my, my playthrough. Um, I decided to start with, um, uh, with the uh, movie director, and so the first thing I did was begin to walk through a construction site. Um, I kind of climbed around, I jumped around, and I ended up finding out that um, he was set to kiss his co-star, and his co-star, like, was not about it. Uh, I actually heard it by, like, climbing some scaffolding and hearing some people talking about a script, found the script, and then made my way to the roof where um, there's this elaborate scene. It's the final scene of the movie, they are the the two co-stars are set to kiss, and that's when you engage in a little bit of sabotage. Did anyone else uh, 
enjoy this Gone with the Wind kind of sub-story? I did not. I totally did, but mine was by like choice because I, when I saw that big fan up there while completing a different objective, I like stopped myself in my tracks. I'm like, I want to do this one. Just because from the previous level we did in Colombia, I kind of wanted to use the cement mixer and other stuff in a construction site, but I just defaulted to dropping a heavy object on one of those targets. So this time I saw that, I'm like, I need to figure out how to get to that. And I picked up a couple clues, pieced it together kind of, without like uh finding it out initially so yeah i did it i did it as well okay so let's tag team this um i you become like a crewman on the site after you've given the script to the director and you essentially need the screwdriver to be able to tamper with this fan and uh when they're about to kiss they're doing the scene the cameras are rolling you turn this fan on and both characters literally fly off the building (laughs) and just die yeah it, it's, get out of here really yeah yeah and the whole thing is like just like jago kind of explained like the 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 target himself is like the sleazeball like guy in like the the bollywood scene and he wants to kiss the actress and she's like why do i why do we need to kiss like it has nothing the director's <laughs> like he just saved hollywood like he saved the city mumbai is safe now blah blah, blah. you have to kiss him it's in the movie like get into character kind of thing <laughs> And she just did, did not want to do it. I was I kind of felt bad because she gets tossed off too, like from the the edge. But I don't know if she dies or not because I was worried that was gonna get rid of one of my stars by killing a non like target. But yeah, they, they both flew off. I I didn't really. Well, I actually did stick around. You can lean over and like they're like, hey, so bad news. Um, this thing happened and. I think we killed Rangan. So that was that was very good. Occupational hazard on the job. The easiest kill I had in this entire level. My other two kills got real messy. Uh, did you... How, okay, because there, there's one thing. In order to get that completion, Jacob, you have to like find a script because the, the movie director is looking for it. And apparently they threw it down like an elevator chute. Yep. Um, I, I thought it was pretty neat. You didn't bring it up. The, uh, how... like. Because I was, you have to kind of go into this like construction elevator chute, and it's just kind of sitting on the ledge. And How I for, get it. So I picked up a cricket ball. That was my method, and I literally. <laughs> I no put, way! I, Does I, that work? I, 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 all this is what happened. I was sitting in front of it. I tried to reach. I climbed all around. I did my Assassin's Creed, trying to reach over, jump. Nothing yeah. was working. And then I was like, "What would Morton do?" Morton was in one of our guests <laughs> in episode two. So I was like, "Let me just throw something and see what happens." I chucked uh, the cricket ball, and it just Toby. naturally falls over and falls to the bottom. And I went and picked it up that way. That was my method. Damn. Jacob, something similar. Yeah, I did the same struggle you did, but I threw a wrench at it. Of course. Nice. That wasn't I had, a person. I had multiple it was a wrenches. Script. It wasn't a person. I, I stumbled across it when I was, you know, patrolling that area. And I was like, oh, this has got to be Intel or something. I'm going to increase my score if I grab it. And I couldn't figure it out. So I was like, this is not important to my task. I'm going to run away. Yeah. I almost did that, but just I knew I picked up a cricket ball and I was like, I don't need this. It's not a weapon. It shouldn't make too much noise threw in it worked perfectly i'm like this is awesome cool a new mechanic i really didn't know that you can like shift items or like complete objectives because if you could literally like walk up to it and just say okay i guess i can't finish this one i can't figure it out like you're missing something it's a google search waiting to happen to figure out that scenario so i i quickly escape I go down the elevator shaft, I run out, and basically more than half of my playthrough was figuring out how to get to the maelstrom. Mm. Essentially, you have to figure out information to get to him and then walk around the streets of Mumbai and find a man who looks like a picture that you found. 
And so my biggest struggle, and I don't know if y'all have the same struggle, but getting into the Crows hideout was like a really tough thing because there's like eight levels on the map if you check it out. And that's just because there's so much subterranean um, space to explore. System. Yeah, exactly. Did the you kind of... The system is crazy. You can yeah. go through the whole, pretty much the whole city. Wow. Yeah. And I, you can enter multiple ways too. Yeah, I, I think I stumbled. Like, so, you know how I, I usually always say, like, I kind of go through the level, trying to explore, figure out every little bit. Um, while, like, almost pursuing one method to kill one of the targets, I found, like, an entrance to the sewer system, and I got, like, a message from the our, our follower, or I can't remember what her name is, the our caretaker who gives us instructions was like, oh, you're going into the belly of the beast kind of thing. I was like, okay, this must be important. So I had, like, those mental, like, checkpoints in my head thinking if I need to go down here for an objective, okay, this is a way and this is another way. Um, but I think I stumbled upon the objectives in that maelstrom bit easier because I was just exploring and I didn't have to, like, specifically go to, like, find an entrance. I, I found one before it was an objective of mine. Uh, yeah, because you can go, like, there's a house in the beach that has, like, a boat that you can knock over. Oh. Um, as, as a part of this, you can enter that house. Uh, you can enter through the sewers. There's a side alley that you can entrance, enter in. And I just struggled for at least 20 minutes of how to, like, I actually, like, knocked out maybe six or seven guys that were just <laughs> on top. And I didn't even bother, like, dragging them somewhere. Like, they were just hanging out. And I couldn't figure out how to get... Um, like into their real like hideout to find a picture of the maelstrom forever. So that was my struggle. And then walking through the streets of Mumbai, I ended up having to go through like 10 guys to, to see, is this the maelstrom? You do this thing where you get real close. There's a little, little indicator timer that comes up and then you say, uh, agent 47, that's not the maelstrom. Keep looking. <laughs> Did, okay. So you killed, um, you killed the Bollywood producer. Yep. Daywood um, Rangan. Yeah, Daywood. How did you kill Vanya? Or did you go to the Maelstrom before? I went Vanya? to the Maelstrom okay. second. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I, that was the thing that added a bunch of time to me. And truly, like, I eventually found him. We were in an alley, and I followed him for maybe, like, five minutes to see, like, hey, can I get him somewhere where I can just kill him easily? The answer is no. So I had a screwdriver, and I'll share the video on, on social, but I had a screwdriver, and I just whipped it at him and ran away. Okay, I'm, I gotta make an executive call here. You did not play this game. <laughs> Actually, no. I think we've established this before. Maybe in like Hitman One, like that's your method. That's you playing the game. So yep. I take that back. I just call myself and yeah. And they you. don't call me the screwdriver for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I feel like if you don't do it now, you're not playing the game. Like if you do some like actual like objective and fit it, I'm like, nah, Jacob. Like. You have to try. Throw the screwdriver. Just wait until you hear how I killed uh, Shaw in my in my final kill here, because it was truly uh, um, a mess. Oh no! Okay, okay, I can't wait. Yeah. So uh, my kills are always dirty and and gross. So like, let me just get to my third kill here. I get into the train station. I change into like an elite guard outfit. I make my way onto the roof of the train station, and I'm gonna let you guys fill in a lot of the color here because your kills were probably more masterful than mine. And I started walking the catwalks and I had like an AK-47 essentially. And so she is sitting like in a train station on a throne just with all of her cronies around her. So I just, again, and I'll, I'll share this video too because I, I took videos of both. I just aimed down. 
I kind of did the um, the vision, the hitman vision, where you could see like where they are, and I just shot about ten bullets, shot her in the head, and ran away. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Did, did people like know where you were? Did they were you like? Did you get the arrested mark, or was it just like? assassinated good job i got the hey good job assassin there's like a that's kind of cool actually task you can get for like using a gun to kill the person and it was the first time i'd done it in this game and truly i was actually kind of proud of myself on this one nice how did you get through the crowds with all of the um you know all the lookouts i like it wasn't an issue to me wasn't an issue no okay Mm. yeah I, i think what i ended up doing is like Because there are, like, three levels of different costumes you can get. There are, like, servants, and there are bodyguards and, like, elite bodyguards or something. And I think what I I just did is I got a bodyguard really quickly and then made my way inside and then found somebody, knocked him out, take his clothing to, like, be able to walk the catacombs, uh, the, the catwalks really easily, and just, like, ran like the wind once I murdered her with a with a gun. Man, Jacob, see, like, that's... Killing someone with a gun in Hitman for me is, like, such, like, a difficult task that I yes. always avoid it in any way. Like, if I can... Like, I don't even know why I bring it into the level sometimes. I'm like, there's not going to be a situation where I'm going to use this. So I'm always... Like, when you said you got, like, an accomplishment for taking a target down with a gun, that's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will, like I said, I'll share the videos of both of my kills because... I think they were pretty good, despite my score not showing it. I, I didn't save Scrub a single time, so I'm going to say I did I'm proud good. of you. Thank you. You didn't uh, even do, like, a, an exploratory playthrough, right? Nope. You just, okay. Yeah. I went straight hey, into it. Hey, that's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I just like going first in these. That's why I do it. <laughs> so uh, next up, we have Mo, who uh, is going to tell us about his playthrough. Yeah, um, I did a few objectives. Like, I sent another photo to you, Jacob, to show, like, all the little missions and, like, objectives I cleared until I figured out the one I wanted. So I'm hoping Mike completed some of the ones I didn't use because there's only two real targets in this game. Yeah, let me give some color here. So Mo actually got, I think, more... Yeah, he got 10,000 more XP than Mike did uh, because he did 58k worth of XP and challenges where Mike only did 47k worth of uh, XP. So Mo, I think that you're going to tell us about your masterful playthrough that just took a little bit longer to organize. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that that the only difference is we chose different paths. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, if you get... If you take down all three targets silently and you delete the, like, recording of the thing, you're, like, guaranteed 150k in, like, points. I've found so far in this game. Um, So where should I start? Okay, so... um, just to kind of sum, summarize what was going on, when I first started out, I, I started off on the path of discovering that there's a uh, photographer, a famous American photographer oh. in, in the game, that uh, you have to kind of steal their clothing because they have like a photo shoot with uh, Daywood in like the movie set area. So this is how I discovered actually the, the fan initially. I spent so much time trying to like get his costume and like disposing of the body, but no matter what I did, because he only had a small path, this photographer, I put his body underneath a bridge, I put it next to some trash, I tried to hide it away from all NPCs, but throughout the game I'd always get body found eventually. I might have had like 10 minutes to walk around and eventually I said, you know what, this might not be the path for me. While I was doing that, that's when I discovered the underground system, because like, I tried to almost hide him in the underground system, but then there was like an NPC <laughs> that walked down there, um, and then when I got to the video, video area, I 
essentially the, the what the objective is is like Daywood comes to uh, sit in front of like a backstop with a bunch of like other girls that are dressed up, and then you're supposed to pose with him to like for a photo. And there's one little section where everyone walks away from a glass of champagne, and you can put like rat poison. And then in my head, it just didn't sit right. I'm like, those are such very basic methods in Hitman. I didn't want to like put rat poison in his champagne. He goes to the bathroom, I kill him, kind of thing. So once that happened, I started that conversation with the director. She said something about a script. I started exploring the back rooms and. I I found like uh, instructions for a fan. I was like, okay, that sounds pretty neat. And that's when I deviated and said, yeah, let me restart. Let me do this fan section. So like I said in your playthrough, I found the, the fan, turned it on, blew them away, and finished uh, day with that way. Uh, next up was um, uh, Shaw, the queen of the, the slums. Is that what it was? Yeah, she, she was hiding in the train yard. Yeah, so um, with hers, I, I discovered a tactic for her when I was walking past one of like the uh, the like string mer merchants, like the ones that were creating dresses, um, and there was like a, a tailor. The tailor. Yeah. yeah. So, Mike, did you do the tailor one or no? I did not. Awesome. I did not, but, cool. Yeah. Okay, I like this one. This one was kind of neat. So um, how I discovered the tailor was I when I was exploring and initially I walked past that like train yard area where it's defended by these like elite soldiers. Um, and I, there was no way to get around them. And speaking of like getting around some soldiers, I found that this, maybe this is not new, but in this level, there were these like sentries type like soldiers who have been instructed to keep an eye out for anyone looking suspicious. So they were almost on every corner and you had to, I've had to take advantage of like the hiding amongst the crowds to pretty much get around them and not get discovered. Cause like I'm trying to do the silent assassin and they just, just they'll figure out who you are regardless of what costume you had. I think only the barber's costume, sorry, the uh, tailor's costume was the only one that was able to get past them without any suspicion. Um, so anyways, to get to the tailor. So you find out that this tailor is uh, does not want to create this like garment for her because she wants like a fancy garment and he does <laughs> not want to do it. And the guy, the, one of the guards is like, get out of the house, like come like whatever. And he's, when you walk in there, he talk, tells his like family or his other workers like, hey, I'm going to go away on vacation. Like I don't want to do this. And he immediately just starts booking it to like the back routes where the boats are. He goes up to like a fisherman. He's like, can you get me out of here? Like I, And he's like, tonight, fisherman's like, you need some money. So he's like, okay, I'll go find some money. Meanwhile, I'm just tailing him to figure out where he's going to be going. Eventually, he goes near this like back of the house area, and he's making a phone call. There's high grass, so I choke him out, drag him into the high grass. It's covered. I'm like, there's no way anyone's going to walk back here, but same situation. I was nervous that a body would be found. Yeah. I, tr I tried to chuck him over a fence, but it said non-target killed, so I restarted that. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll just keep you here and just fingers crossed. If it's a body found, then that's my score kind of thing is what I was kind of taking it as. I dress up as the tailor, and one of the coolest things happened. So, um, the next step in the tailor objective is you have to like go get some like fancy garments for to create the dress like for the uh, the queen. Yep. Uh, and you pull up to this like t table where this guy he's selling different colors of like uh, garments, and he's like gives you this whole story about he's like oh this, these are the best garments in the land. They're gonna cost you <laughs> five coins, so Mike's coins, you know the ones that you throw. Oh wow! Get out of here, really? Yeah, he's like they cost five coins, and then he's like That's oh so he's like you're you're a hard sell, okay? And then he starts making a story. He's like okay. Four coins. Yeah, <laughs> I so I ran up to that table, 
yoinked both claws and blended in with the crowd so that way he couldn't find me. <laughs> oh wow, like, really? I didn't I didn't realize you could haggle with him. It's I didn't so fun. You could do any yeah, of there's that. a yeah. whole story because he plays on the fact that like 47 has like a death stare. He's like, you look empty inside, and like the whole like spiel. <laughs> and eventually he's like four coins. I was like, yes. But then me, I'm like, because I'm I'm I love safe scumming. I'm like, okay, I'll save it four, see if anything happens. And then he's like, okay, you drive a hard bargain. He's like, okay, you know what? I'll give it to you at cost. Um, three coins, but that's the lowest I can go. Come on, man. It's a good price. Take it. And then uh, I kind of like stood fast. I was like, whatever. And he's like, man, he's like, okay, my kids are only going to eat rice to, for the next uh, night. So um, I'll, I'll give it to you for uh, two coins, I think is what he dropped it down to. And then he gets angry. He's like, my, my grandmother, like blood, sweat and tears to like make these like at home. And now I'm only selling them for two. No, 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 no. You're three coins or take it or leave it, bud. I was like, shoot. Oh, I messed up. So I kind of hesitated for a sec. I'm like, let me just pause to see, like, if I walk away. Let's see how awesome, like, the UI or whatever it might be is. So I kind of let him walk. I walk away just a bit. And I come back, and he's like, okay, fine. You know what? One coin. So I saw, I bought the garment wow. for one because <laughs> it gives you the option to keep like just waiting and waiting. And he just keeps playing on uh, the whole fact that 47 is just dead inside and not responding. And it's like an awesome That's so negotiator. Cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So I picked up a garment. Unfortunately, it was the wrong color. So then I had to go through that same thing again. <laughs> but I had a save scum at like three coins. So I just waited for the conversation to drop to one again, grab the blue one because it matched the objective like snapshot that you see when like you discover like a, a mission I grabbed the blue one and that was the good one um, from there I head to the slum queen yeah uh, and I knew one thing I wanted to like kind of I've been noticing like a, almost all of the targets in hitman are like they seem to be like bad people or like have bad intentions and like they almost justify like you should take these people down. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's sim- like for the Bollywood guy, like creep, like he doesn't deserve to die, but at the same time, like it's like you, they always they make a good case for him. But with yeah. the, the slum queen, I'm I'm walking up, I'm like, how are they gonna do this one? So I walk up and there's like a lineup of people coming to speak to the queen and the um I'm next in line, like waiting to talk to her to like do her measurements and like whatever. And she's like, okay, well, for this, I'm I'm gonna need your you and your wife's service for the next five years, and I will pay for like uh, the expenses for your daughter um, until she's able to work at like the garment facility. She's of age to work at the garment facility thing. And then she's like, okay, now go talk to your wife, and I'll accept your acceptance tonight, kind of thing. Like forcing this obviously dude and his wife like in a really unfortunate situation to like take serve her and then literally waiting until the child's able to have probably like more like motor skills to be able to create some kind of <laughs> garment so it was like very yeah. like vicious so anyways so that comes up you pull up and i'm like okay i'm here to take your measurements and she's like let me see the garment you show her the blue garment she's like great she takes you to the like a train car a private train car mm-hmm. and she tells everyone to leave but there's this one like like a uh, server who's like sweeping in the back back towards you um i do the measurements and eventually tell her, okay, turn around. I got to measure like your like torso or whatever it was. And as soon as you turn around, like pretty much choked her out with the measuring tape. And I left the body. Like nice. I sa- I saved there and I left the body there because I thought I was g- good. But then yeah. as soon as I left, I'm like, that person's going to probably turn around within like five seconds. It's like body How discovered. far were they from you? So it was like a... So it was like a regular sized train car and it seemed like yep. it was kind of to scale. So I was at the one end and the other person was at the other end. So they didn't hear the choke out, but it was kind of close. 
I only ask because it made me think of the the tattoo artist kind of story we went through last in last episode, <laughs> and then also like I actually didn't go down into the train yard. Like I I was on the catwalk, so like pardon mm-hmm. my curiosity. It was right next to like her throne area. You just kind of walk around, and there's like a train car that's not on a track, I think, but it's just its own, and it's like her living quarters kind of thing. And it's all nice and like fancy with like closets and like a vanity kind of thing. But anyway, so I restarted that. Went took both of them out and put them both in like a storage bin that was in the train car, perfectly placed, uh, and kind of moved on from there. So very st- typical choke out with the uh, some kind of string, and moved on. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I started doing the Maelstrom objectives, which I kind of liked because I was being very sneaky. I, initially, I did most of them using the Taylor's outfit, but then I discovered like once I get, got down into my area of uh, the Maelstrom objectives, uh, I, I was able to find like an elite soldier's outfit. But like I said earlier, it wasn't like a super user. I still was able to be identified when I went yep. above ground. Um, I found out that you had to like you had like this ability to like, I don't know if you guys did too, I'm guessing you're able to detect like who the maelstrom is by walking around and discovering yep. different people. So I, I did it. I, I might've scanned like a good, like five to 10 people before I finally found like my one person. And when I did find the one person, I throughout my gameplay, I discovered a barber shop like method to take him down. Mike, did you do the the barber shop? I, I did not, but yes. I stumbled across it as well. The only reason I ask is I'm hesitant because I always like when we do different ones, like genuinely. So I'm I'm glad just right there. So cool. So anyway, so the barber shop one, it's a very um, t- uh, just standard way I guess to kill, but it was very uh, it was very cool. So what happens is there's a barber who's been requested by like the gang to like shave the the maelstrom but he can't remember what the maelstrom looks like he's like i have no idea what he looks like because no one does and he's like and th- what if like he comes up to ask for a haircut i'm not i don't like accept his haircut <laughs> whatever it is yeah. he's, just, he's just super nervous so this is right after i discovered who the maelstrom was um i unlocked that bit then i got i pretty much choked him out threw him in his closet in his home and then his wife was patrolling up and down the staircases in the home so she had to get taken down too threw her in the closet <laughs> like choked her Casualty. out yeah and then when one of the cool things it's kind of like a mini game but not really but when you um, when you get the barber's like uniform and his keys and you open up his shop uh, there's a bunch of people that start lining up asking for haircuts. So you have to, like, go out there. I didn't know this at the time, but you have to decline a couple people to clear up space. So the maelstrom, as he's doing his pathing, he'll pull up and, like, request a haircut. But if you don't do that, he'll just keep walking around throughout the city, keep checking back at the line, and then come back. So I didn't That's know that really for a good cool. five minutes. Yeah, so I, I went up to one person. I said, no, 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 thank you. Another one, no, no, thank you. And while I had one person there, he just pulls up. And I'm like, okay, you, I'll give you a haircut. And then he... He goes in, sits there. You have like the barber's like shaver thing. You just slice his throat. Yeah. He's dead. The barber shop's like enclosed off, like in the windows too, so no one can see anything. From there, I just jumped on one of those. I think it's they're called the tuck tucks. Those little like yep. things. Jumped on one of those and just ripped away. What before I finished that, I I've noticed like. So uh, Morton has really cool ways of like leaving the levels, and I've never really explored like good ones. Do you guys actively look for cool exits, or do you just find the first one like me? Every single time, I look for the quickest exit, Same. so that way I do not screw up my playthrough. Same. Mm-hmm. Next time, I might I feel like it's, try something it's funky. A, yeah, it's a playthrough two, three, or four that I think you start looking for the for the funkiest ones. Okay. Yeah, occasionally, like, I'll have a crowbar, and I'll be able to, like, jimmy open a, a sewer hatch and just, mm-hmm. like, go in that. But, like, truly, it's 
This one I walked. I just walked out of it. I'm just yeah. like, cool. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. I wanted to like jump on a train or something, or like take like a fishing boat. I, those were probably options. I just didn't walk that far to check, kind of thing, because I discovered the area, and I feel like when you discover the area, you have probably access to a new escape. If you uh, listen to episode 116, Morton Elgard was on the show. He's a UI designer at, at IO Interactive. He jumped on a dolphin in the Miami level. Yeah. Dressed I, as a savage. flamingo. Uh, yes. Aye, aye, aye. Mike, you're up. Take us home. All right. Um, okay. So I think you might be able to call this, you know, one and a quarter playthrough uh, because I took Moe's approach Okay. where you load up the mission and you just run around for a while and you just start like trying to poke around, see, see what there is, see what stories there are. And I did that and I, I realized a couple things. One. There is a challenge to get all three targets sniped from the beach, from the tower in the beach. And I'm like, this is crazy. I I don't want to jump in, but I went through a little section where I found a sniper and like looked like zoomed in his scope. But then as I was going through my playthrough, I'm like, this is a decision I have to make. Do I go through the sniper? Do I not? And I'm glad you did that route. I want to know. So so there's there's one where you do the sniping. And there's another where you allow someone else to do the sniping. And so I decided I'm going... There's nothing more Agent 47 than killing your target without actually having to do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Right? So with Having an environmental hazard, blah, 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 blah. Yep. So I was committed to allowing the Kashmirian to, uh, to take them out. And oh, you man. find the Kashmirian by... Um, you know, as soon as you load into the mission from the, the default spot running straight through, then there's the, I think they call them the Chalas or, or something along those lines. And, you know, loading into this mission, I realized, oh, I don't need some of these tools. This is one of the very first times I changed my loadout before coming into the mission. Okay, cool. And I got rid of my uh, garot and swapped it for a lockpick. And that became extremely useful because there are a lot of pick doors along the way. And it is just really nice to not need to pick up a crowbar or find an open window. You can just pick it and get inside. Y'all, I'm surprised we've never talked about like loadouts because I, every mission, go for lockpick. Really? Yeah. It's it's the most useful thing you can have in your inventory. I will, like I deliberately don't bring anything in. And this mission for Mumbai, I almost did. But part of me is like going fresh for whatever reason. But like now that I like you guys are starting to talk about it, I'm like next mission because I want to change it up. You know, it's one of the cool things about Hitman is you can sometimes bring stuff in. Sometimes it's like a handicap, but it's those lockpicks are so clutch to get into some spots that like you just want to get to because it's a small part of a like mission you want to open up. So I'm glad to hear everyone's using them now. Yes. So I I, I noticed in you know in that before you load into the mission screen. That there is, a, you know, a challenge to help the assassin take out all three. And I'm like, oh, so I don't have to, to do all the shooting. I'm going to allow the Kashmirian to do it. And if, you know, in your prowling, you can find his apartment where he has a big board with a whole map of Mumbai. And um, Daywood and um, Vanya both, both there on the board. And you realize, okay, he's going to take them both out. All I need to do is, you know, fix his scope because this professional assassin can't focus <laughs> properly. Um, and then you end up completing other little things along the way. So the very first target is Daywood. You need to sneak into um, the unfinished 
high rise where he is, um, you know, hop the wall, um, turn on the tap, wait for a guard to come to, to clear it, choke him out, put him in the bin that's right next to it, wear his outfit, walk all the way up to the top. Um, and one of, I think my curiosity helped more than anything because I ended up finding, a, you know, paints and cans and different tools along the way. And uh, Daywood's coming to, you know, look at this painting that this painter's making of him. But the painter, you know, in typical painterly fashion is frustrated because they can't get it quite right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you just wait until he turns his back, you can stuff the one color that he's looking for <laughs> back in his kit and he'll find it and he'll be able to finish the painting. And Daywood comes into the room and boom, his head gets popped. Nice. And, you know, target number one down. Wow, and then cool. you, you end up getting a notification from your, your guide saying, oh, you know, the Kashmirian's on the move. Uh, and you go back to his apartment and you find, oh, now he's looking at the overpass cool. where Vanya's going to be. So you fix his scope and you realize, okay, well, I need to become the, uh, the new foreman of the laundry because that's who she wants to meet with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you sneak through, you, you get inside, um, and, um, and you end up, you know, I turn on the radio, wait for his buddy to come into the room, choke him out, put him, put him in, and then turn it back on again. He's like, what? The radio's back on again? And he comes back down to turn it off, choke him out, wear his outfit, carry it outside. There are three areas that I save scummed in, in this map, and this was one of them. Uh, on my way out of the uh, the high rise, there was a lot of champagne, and there was also a saber uh, to you know to French that champagne to to pop the bottles, and I grabbed the saber and was just carrying it on my back. Um, but if you're the foreman of the laundry, uh, you running around with a saber on your back is not kosher. So everyone has their guard up, yeah. and they're you know they're the little white dot above their head. I was able to sneak my way all the way to the guard I'm supposed to meet. And then he sees me and he's like, you're super suspicious. You've got to go. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, oh, I wow. played this perfectly. Like, I'm sneaking around everyone. I'm treating all the NPCs as if they're, like, the most sensitive people in the world. And then I realized I've got this big blade on the yeah. back. Yeah, you've got, like, an RPG on my back. in your back pretty much for, like, yeah. that area. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I end up save scumming, dropping it running out having no issues getting to the guy he escorts me to the to the catwalk i end up having a conversation with with vanya about how we're gonna really squeeze every last drop of productivity out of the poor peasants in the slum and uh and then one two three a bullet comes pops her in the head wow you're done right cool so a one two top two targets are done now i have to find the maelstrom and again you get the the voiceover hey the the kashmirians on the move so you know, then it then it becomes a follow him mission, and um, you have he gets on the phone and he says, "Hey, uh, you're gonna want to talk to me." You know, I've just done the best interview you've ever imagined, and he says, "Okay, great, meet me here." So he ends up going on a little walk. You have to follow him and not be spotted, and he ends up taking you right to the Maelstrom's hideout. And this is the one. This is the second area that I. Uh, I, I save scummed um, because it says to just follow him. And then he went into an area that I couldn't go and it said mission story failed. And I was like, what the heck just happened? And I realized this was, this was a gripe of mine once I, I save scummed it. I was just trying to figure out what I did wrong. 
uh, once he gets to a certain point, it switches from follow him to take his outfit and impersonate him. Ah, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I, I wait until he gets to an alley. He starts having a combo with himself, psyching him up. I hit, hit the switch on the wall. All the light goes off. He gets suspicious. He comes over. As he flips the switches back on, I choke him out, dump him in a dumpster, wear his clothes. I am now the Kashmirian. Oh, yeah. And I walk into the Maelstrom's uh, inner sanctum. His escort takes me all the way in. They frisk me twice. Uh, it was a Benny Hill thing where I was just dropping illegal item <laughs> after illegal item. Everyone, you know, yeah. Like um, mail, mail cutter, um, pair of scissors, razor blades, every little <laughs> thing that I picked up along the way. Yeah. I was just dropping. There was, um, there was a pile of weapons at my feet um, just before they frisked me. So... I, I get frisked twice and, and make it down in there, and then you have a conversation with the Maelstrom. And Interesting. This, this is the third time that I save scummed because I uh, I wanted to hear every bit of dialogue, and I didn't want to have to load it back in. Mm-hmm. So I just waited until he was you know absolutely done, um, and, and just you know save scummed it from there. Um, but then, yeah, there's there's an AK in the corner that is very tempting. You know, I I, <laughs> want, I walked up to it multiple times and I really wanted to grab it, but I realized it was an illegal item, and you know it would bring bring the red uh, the red flares. Um, so yeah, long story short, choked him out, put him in a little dumpster there, and then immediately just booked it. Took a little tuck tuck out of there, and that that was wow. that. Wow, Jacob, I, I felt amazing about it. I've never felt more proud. Jacob, I feel like it's time to declare it. The artisanal killer has returned. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken some time. It's taken some time. Clean. So, I like it. I, that's, that's a 47 I really enjoy when it's done like that efficiently. So just, just tell me, how, how do you initiate this again? Because I'm, I'm doing it because I might go back tonight and, and play this. How do you initiate the Kashmirian? Mo, you found it, right? Yeah, I found it. Um, so w- when you enter into the game, I can't remember what this, the area is called, but it's like almost like a three-story uh, apartment complex where there's like a courtyard in the middle. As soon as you walk in there, your handler mentions, hey, there's some like weird guest who is up here, and he's, the people are complaining that he's like just different or weird. Go find out what's going on. And then I just started climbing up, entering every like doorway I could, and eventually, when you get to like the third floor, there's like a gate that for another rooftop access. And when you walk up to the top of that roof, you see the the the, the Kashmirian looking out of a window, and there's a sniper rifle behind him. So you can literally walk up to the sniper rifle without him noticing. And I think that starts Got that it. path. And it's just mentioned as like you might want to investigate this 47, and you can leave it or not. But that's like the kind of how you start it. Interesting. And looking, okay. Looking into his scope lets you know where you ultimately need to get the target, yeah. or where you need to be. Got that's it. Cool. Okay. That's a new dynamic that I don't. I don't know if any of the other levels, or maybe we just didn't discover anything. But that's like, almost like having, a, starting a like doing one mission technically, one big mission to take everyone out, is like having that extra assassin. It's almost like a. I can't remember the movie, but there's oh, like you know, is it uh, John Wick? How there's like other assassins that are coming <laughs> to kill the assassin. Yeah. It's like an, it's like one of those kind of situations. It it reminds me of the 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 storylines that you get where there's a rabid fan or a stalker. Yeah, that's it's just taking it to the next level, mm-hmm. right? You know, instead of having a rabid fan that takes out one of your targets, um, or a stalker that takes out one of your targets, it's one guy who's cleaning up house for you. 
So yeah, it, it, when you leave the Maelstrom's uh, den where you where you get to kill him, um, there's there's an exit as as soon as you leave, but you need the keys for it. And I did not know where the keys were, so I had to to run up to to where we started, take a little tuck tuck, and uh, <laughs> and escape from there. Yeah, there are uh, there's a game mode in this game called Sniper Assassin, and I guess it's like a a standalone mode that you could do in co-op, but now you can only do single player. And I think it's in Hitman 3 as well. I'm going to look into it next episode and talk a little bit more about it, but just wanted to say that that's available as well. Boys, we're getting better. At least you're getting better. I feel like we're I'm just staying the better. same. No, you got a star. That's an upgrade. It's like a 100% <laughs> increase in your score. Next time, I'm just going to spend more time on it. That's all I need to do. And then I'm going to come after both you next. Let's, let's do it. I look forward to it. All right. Well, hey, that, that was... That was our fourth episode of our Hitman 2 series. Um, if you listened to this all the way through and said, wait, there's three more? Yes. And we played the original game too. You can find all of that in our podcast feed or at leftbehindgame.club. If you like talking about video games, including this one, uh, you can talk to some wonderful, wonderful people in our Discord. You can find the link to that at leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. One more thing that you can do if you love this show. Actually, two things, really. You can send it to a friend that loves video games because truly... Sending podcasts to friends is how people discover podcasts and give us a review on your podcasting platform of choice because it really helps. Mo, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? You can find me at Emmertati on almost all social media platforms. And I try to stay as active as I can on the uh, Discord server, trying to get as many deals as possible in that deals channel. <laughs> uh, Jacob, where can the fine folks find you? You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Uh, I also do another podcast. It's called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast. Uh, we are uh, we have announced that we are doing a season three of it coming later this year. You can find that at Cutscenes.ca and on all major podcasting platforms mike where can folks find you the fine folks can find me at ruflo m on most social platforms or michaelruflo.com or .ca whichever you prefer um and then more most importantly you can find me in the discord and you can find the discard by going to leftbehindgame.club and clicking that big join discord button in the middle of the page don't discard this discord there we go mike what do we say to him And that's one less episode left behind.